0: Hey, it's Jocelyn Hillam. Welcome to the Positivity in Pregnancy and Motherhood podcast. I am your host and I am excited to share with you some things that I learn and am learning in motherhood so that hopefully it can help you in your motherhood to make it a little bit better, a little bit more fun, and a little bit easier. Let's jump into today's episode. Hi, I'm Jocelyn. to their everyday mom life. And I can help you. Thanks for joining. Thank you for joining. Today I wanted to try a little bit of something different and I wanted to try and tell a story. So if you've listened to my last few episodes on the Friday episode, which is my motherhood focused episode, I have talked about a four-wheeler ride that I went on with my family. And I want to try and retell that in a little bit more detail in story form. But I also am going to include mindset shifts that I went through during that four-wheeler ride. And I want you to try and pick pick up on them. I'm not gonna point them out. I'm not gonna tell them at the end of the episode. I just wanna see if you can see where the shifts are and see how you might be able to apply similar shifts in your own life when you're kind of dealing with a hard situation. It was a beautiful Saturday morning. She was excited, up, happy, and it was just a good day. Her family had always wanted her to go on a four-wheeler ride with them. The hard part about that is they only had one four-wheeler and four kids and all six of them did not fit properly or safely on a four-wheeler. So usually she just stayed home and had some quiet time while daddy took all the kids on a four-wheeler ride. This Saturday, however, they had the opportunity to borrow a four-wheeler from a family member, and it was open for her to go for a ride with her family. She was open to this as they had a reunion to go to, which was north of their house. Driving distance, it was about 45 minutes away. Her husband had told her that riding four-wheelers would be about an hour and a half or so, so she was trying to get herself pumped to go. They start on this journey and they get into the mountains. They get up the trail and there comes to a point where there's a valley. Yellow wildflowers blanket the valley of these two hills. There are no houses, no cities, no cars, nothing close. And the fresh rain that had fallen in the night and throughout the week made this valley fragrant. It smelt amazing. The wet sage and wildflowers tickled her nostrils and she breathed in deep as she drove her and her two daughters down the trail. As they kept traveling after this valley of wild yellow flowers, they came up to a field or a va- another area or valley of white flowers. It was so beautiful and she just kept commenting to her daughters how amazing it was to be in these fields of flowers and how grateful she was that she could be on this journey as well. She even started thinking, why don't I do this more often? This is so great. They kept traveling, and soon they were in pine trees, and the scent was just exhilarating. They stopped to let their kids use the restroom on the side of the, of the trail, and she just breathed deep and felt such deep gratitude at the beauty that God's nature had given to them had given to them to enjoy. It was amazing and so fun. Her husband with the other two children was a much faster rider than her. And at one point he had pulled off and onto the side of the road to wait for her and he had turned the four-wheeler off. She pulled up and got behind him and he tried to start his four-wheeler when they were ready to go and it was not starting. They were a good 20 miles from their destination and out in the middle of nowhere. They hadn't seen anybody for quite some time. Normally, this would cause her to panic. Her heart would race and she would feel like, oh crap, we are stranded out here with four children and this is going to be bad. (laughs) This is going to be real bad. But something within her knew that if they just gave it some time and then tried to restart the four-wheeler, it would start. She didn't know what it was. She wasn't feeling worried or anxious. She was just enjoying it. It was one of the luxuries of simpleness that she didn't usually allow herself—of just being there for a minute, allowing the four-wheeler to f- to sit and then trying again. Miraculously, that four-wheeler did start when they were ready to go again, and. Her husband said they were going to just, he was going to slow down a little bit and they were just going to go all the way to camp so that hopefully they wouldn't have to be stranded or stuck far away to where a rescue would be very difficult. She was very grateful that the four wheelers started and enjoyed the rest of the journey. By the time they arrived to camp, it had been a three hour ride. She had enjoyed every minute of it though and was trying to mentally prepare for the way home. They had arrived a lot later than they thought they were going to be. And this also meant that they were going to have to leave quite a bit earlier than they had planned to so that they had plenty of time to be home before dark. She did not want to be out on the trails in the dark because dark got cold. It got really chilly and they brought jackets and gloves, but not sufficient to keep them all warm on a long 4 wheeler ride. Camp was enjoyable and great for about the first hour. Then the clouds rolled in. The rain hit, and it wasn't just rain. It was hail, and it was a fairly good storm. Thankfully, they were able to stay in a camper and wait out the storm. Unfortunately, the direction they had to travel had very dark clouds. She kept checking the weather app on her phone, hoping that there would be a break in the storm so that they could safely ride home before it got too dark and too cold. Riding in rain did not sound like her cup of tea, and she was not really wanting to ride through that heavy rain. In reality, they could stay at the camp and be with her dad, but they all wanted to get back home, and her husband felt confident that if they rode south first before they went west, then it would really help to get around the heavy clouds that looked to be in the west. So they began to embark on the journey back. There was a light rain, but her husband was very confident that if they could take the route that he suggested, they would be able to pass the rain, and she was willing to give it a try. She had two children with her, and he had two with him. As they started going, her youngest started falling asleep in her lap, and it became increasingly hard to hold her up from bonking her head or slipping to the side. She repositioned her between her and her oldest son, and they continued on. But this was hard. Not only were they now getting wet, it was getting cold. The wet rain was soaking through, and everybody was starting to get cold. She repositioned her youngest between her and her son, and they had difficulty holding her up still as he was trying to hold on to her as well. It was just hard. It was so hard and so cold. Her sunglasses didn't do much in the cloudy weather to help keep the rain off, but she needed them to be able to see through the storm without having the rain go right into her eye and really causing some pain. About 20 minutes in, dealing with the rain, dealing with trying to hold a sleeping child up and being wet and freezing, her stamina started to doubt. She wondered if they should just go back and spend the night in the camper. She was really running out of steam. Her body was also feeling the pain of the three hour ride earlier and she just began to wonder how am I going to make this two and a half more hours. It was very low and there were some very hard spots where she just didn't know if her body could handle the stamina of sitting in that position of holding a baby up and going through the rain. She even pulled over and talked to her husband and said, shouldn't we just go back? We can even just call my dad and he could come get us. But he said, no, look, there's sun right over there. And there was a small sliver of sunlight to the west, the direction they needed to go. It felt so far away. He's like, we just need to ride a little bit faster to beat the rest of this rain and we can get there. So she recommitted in her mind to ride a little bit faster and to reach that sunlight. As they started again, she began to think about the pioneers and all that they had to suffer and endure. She had been on this four-wheeler for maybe an hour. Her body ached terribly. She was wet. She was cold. She was damp. And morale was low. But she had only been out for an hour. She couldn't imagine... What the pioneers had to go through, days on end, going through very cold weather, walking, pulling, and doing some very difficult things in order to get their stuff to their destination. She had a whole new sympathy and tried to shift her mind. She really just felt like crying, but she knew that crying would not help. Crying would make everything worse. It would make the kids concerned, and it wouldn't be that great, so she continued to push on. She would sing primary songs every now and then, but then things were just hard. It was bumpy, it was wet, there were puddles everywhere, she kept getting sprayed with mud, and it was very hard. She wanted to think, poor me, why did I do this? Poor me, this is so hard. I don't know if we're going to live through this. But then she decided to shift, and she decided to think about all the ways that this could make a memory oftentimes in life the hard struggles become the fondest memories to recount and she started looking at that like what kind of story is this going to tell when this is all said and done and it really helped to lift her mindset finally gloriously and miraculously they reached that glorious sunlight while they were still damp and wet and cold nobody was complaining and they were all happy to keep going amidst the sunshine rather rather than the rain. She was so glad that they left when they did so that they had time to soak up some of those glorious rays before it got dark. They continued back through everything, and they didn't pass a single soul. It wasn't quite as beautiful to her this time as her whole body ached, and she was just ready to find a warm shower or a hot bath and a comfortable bed. Her arms ached from holding them up on the four-wheeler. She was saddle sore from having to straddle the four-wheeler and her body just hurt. She didn't know if it could press on, but she had to keep going. Around halfway through the ride, she noticed that her gas light had turned on. Her husband had packed a gallon of gas on his four-wheeler and he said he was also running low. They were still 20 miles away from their destination. And both four-wheelers had their gas lights on. When they had driven south, they had passed by three or four gas stations. But they didn't think that they needed to fill up. They had more than half when they had left camp. But now they were getting empty. They discussed among themselves. And she told him, we need to at least have one four-wheeler be able to get us home. He had already put half in his four-wheeler and just decided to put it all in his four-wheeler kind of unanimously deciding that his four-wheeler would be the one to get them home. They started down the trail and he got far ahead and he stopped and he said, you know what, you need to ride ahead in case you run out of gas. I can see where I need to come back and find you. So she jumped ahead of him in the four-wheeler and started cruising down the trail. She was so sore. Her body ached. And she had to do her best to keep her mind off of it. She distracted herself with primary songs, with thoughts of this making a good story, with hope that and praying that one of the four-wheelers would be able to get them home so that they could get gas and bring it back to the other ones. It was filled with a lot of different things to keep her mind off of the pain, especially the pain in her body. She wanted to make it home. She wanted this ride to be successful and to have a good story to tell. So she just kept going. At the end of the ride, there was a straight, long road, a long, straight dirt road to her house. She put her four-wheeler in eco-mode, hoping to save all the precious precious gas that she could, and held it on eco-mode until the headlights behind her started to disappear. Her husband's headlights were getting farther and farther away. At this point, they had passed a couple of people, and she wondered if her husband had stopped to help those people. She didn't know what to do. She conversated with her son and said, should we stop and wait for dad? He said, I don't know. Maybe we can wait at this white barn up here. But something in her said, don't stop. Just keep going. And so she listened. She didn't stop. It was a long straight road. She knew she would be able to find him if needed. And she just prayed that everyone was okay. And she kept going. Her blessed four-wheeler made it home. And I can't tell you the joy and the excitement that she felt that her four-wheeler, that didn't have any top-off of gas in it, made it home. Her body felt so relieved to get off of that four-wheeler, to get out of that position she almost felt like her body was going to be statued in that sitting spot but to move it in a different way and with different muscles felt so relieving she expressed her joy to her kids and then went to find her cell phone which had got buried in the backpack so that it didn't get wet and she found a message from her husband that said i hope you make it home she knew that he had run out of gas she called him and grabbed the gas can while older brother took care of younger sister and went to go rescue her husband she couldn't help but yell in complete and other excitement and thankfulness that they had made it home that everything was okay a four-wheeler had made it everybody was fine and she was able to rescue her husband with gas She yelled fairly loud by herself in the van her thanks for her blessed renegade and for God sending so many miracles like sunlight and gas in a four-wheeler to help them make it through this adventure. It was surprising that his four-wheeler had run out of gas as that was the four-wheeler they had put more gas into. Later they found out that it was not drawing fuel for some reason from the bottom of the tank. But she rescued them, they rode back, and they all took hot, warm, and cleansing showers and really felt deep gratitude for this adventure in nature, for surviving, for finding mindset tools, and for having a story to tell. Thank you for being a part of the Positive in Pregnancy and Motherhood podcast, for listening, for sharing, and most of all, for applying these tools into your own life to improve your own happiness so that you can find your own better thoughts, for a better you in a positive pregnancy, in losing that stubborn baby weight and becoming the mom you desire to be through taking small steps in thought and action to reach your goals. If you are a mother who has an inner desire to enjoy motherhood and pregnancy better, but you are having difficulty figuring it out, I can help you. I can help you find the small, doable steps without drastic changes to your everyday mom life. Reach out. Let's connect. And let's see you move forward. My name is Jocelyn and I thank you for listening. Until next time. This was a thing that very much stretched me. I do, I know I said I wasn't going to tell you any mindset shifts, but I didn't mention this one in the story, so it doesn't count. (laughs) I could have been mad at my husband for insisting that we continue on the journey home the way we did. I could have been resentful that he made us ride through the rain, that his four-wheel ran out of gas, that we didn't fill up with gas. There are a lot of things I really could have been resentful to him for. And during the trip, it came to my mind that I could blame him. Um, I just forgot to tell this in the story. But what would that do if I had blamed him and if I had been mad at him? Would that have helped my marriage? Would that have helped me enjoy this journey? Would that have helped this trip to be a positive memory? No! I think part of what made this memory so fun to tell is that we stayed positive. We didn't get mad at each other. Sometimes those memories where you're mad at each other are not fun memories that you want to relive. And this memory could have totally gone that way. I could have been so resentful for all the things we had to go through with four kids 10 and under, through a rainstorm, on four-wheelers for an hour, running out of gas in the mountains, and all sorts of things. So it really is taking intentionality. This hasn't come natural to me. In fact, this has been a big work in progress. And if you fail and you get mad and you get resentful, it's okay, learn from it. Win or learn. And even throughout this whole experience, I didn't win. I had a lot of learning things that really helped me, but they also helped me to see and note the hand of God. I think there were a lot of reasons that we went through this experience. And now that it's over, I am so grateful for it. I wanted to share that with you so that next time you're in a tough situation and you're trying to shift your mindset, try to be positive. It does make a difference. It does make a difference for you, but it also makes a difference for your husband and your family. If you love the smell of forest, of all those pine trees together... I have a great scent in my company, Flickers Candle Co., called Frosted Juniper. And if you want to bring that outside smell, that wonderful fresh scent into your home, I encourage you to look into Flickers Candle Co. It'll be the top link in the show notes and search Frosted Juniper. You can get a hint of what we smelt as we went through some of those wild flowers and forests this past experience. Thank you for listening. Until next time.